I'm Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com. I've got with me the usual gang of idiots. Hopefully Mad won't sue us for that. Edlon Lopez from MoronLife.com. Hello. Okay, we are going to do that. Sorry. <laughs> you're right. just not, you're going to push it. One we've got days. Rick Brettschneider. Yellow. Uh, his, uh, yellow. And we've got, of course, Andy Mead, owner of FanboyPlanet.comics, the store that we are podcasting from. Tell us a few things about, about the store. The man who signs the gift certificates, too. 2725 El Camino Real, Santa Clara. Sweet 105. Sweet 105, 9505. And it is a code 408-985-7481. We are lovingly nestled behind the Juicy Burger. Mmm. Burgers. So Juicy. <laughs> juicy. There we are. Not so forced. we're in that weird dead week between Christmas and New Year's when some people are working, some people are not, and some of us are just reading comics. So this this one's for you guys. It's a good week. It's a Thursday. It's a Thursday because, of course, we had Christmas, and the big news for the West Coast, or at least for California, would it be that uh, does Los Angeles Diamond Warehouse serve all of California or just this store? Well, yeah, just this just store. This store. <laughs> Um, no, it was a. Uh, they they serve everybody in the area here. I'm assuming they serve all of California at least. Um, west Coast, Oregon. I Washington. think it's all the West Coast. All the West Coast. Uh, several DC books have been delayed due to is that snowstorms in the Midwest that's a lot, that the trucks aren't Denver, able to come across. And they all get stuck in Denver. They all got stuck in Denver. Could be. It's a happening place. Yeah. Or, they did not specify why. Diamond doesn't have to give any reasons for no, anything they do. No, because they do not. Well, this is the like only game in town. Thank you. Thank you, Andy, for testifying on yeah, that. It was they said there was a delay. Hellgate London and Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Batman Boys, Flash, Guy Gardner, Jack of Fables, JSA Classified, Justice, Justice League of America. By the way, there were three separate books in there. Batman, Boys, Flash, not Batman, Batman Boys, Boys, Flash. Flash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although. Although. That is coming soon. We'll be, <laughs> which brings us to Onslaught. But anyway, hmm. uh, <laughs> so several books delayed, uh, which may mean a light week, which means it's a perfect opportunity, and I'll, we'll come back to this, a perfect opportunity to buy a trade paperback or a hardback you've had your eye on because maybe you had a little extra cash for Christmas. Or maybe a small indie book that, you know, maybe needs some... Sales. Sure, like I don't know, like a I don't know something crazy. I'm looking something for loco. something uh, that takes place in a mental institution at the beginning, at least. I have the book for you. Do you really? I do. Tony I want something that's kind of like Desperado meets Calvin and Hobbes. That's there we go. I'm I'm standing in front of it, aren't I? It and was, I, I like the strong silent types. Ah, Tony Loco. There we are. Thank oh, you. Oh wait, that's your book, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. Never I want mind. something else. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Get Thieves and Kings. Thank, that's a good book as well. <laughs> Thank you for that um, backhanded <laughs> promo. 
Well, we can't syndicate that out, but thanks anyway. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, unable to join us today, of course, is Mario Aniba, and I want to uh, give an acknowledgement for his wife is having a baby any minute now, any day now, really. I mean, Soon. I should say any minute now. Uh, and that's his excuse for missing. That's his excuse for missing this week's podcast. The last two or three months, it's a combination of work and and the. Being he's a been having his own baby. All that he's been having his own baby. He and should come uh, get his comic books. He should come get his comic books, and, and you should all he's, he's listening gonna, come and get your comic books here. But uh, yeah, so he's going to have a lot of waiting time in that uh, waiting room. Absolutely, he needs and to what get a his comic perfect books. Perfect way to first kill baby? time. I, it is his first child, so oh yeah, it's going to take a while. Yeah. Mm, yeah, so I would say yeah, that's at least yeah he, he can get through that stack that he's got sure. there. Sure. Absolutely, it's a big stack. At the, I, yeah, but that's twelve a, hours of labor later, and I'm yeah, done with my it. comics. Yeah, yeah. Breathe, honey, breathe, honey. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened in '52. So uh, there you go, which is sort of like a little recreation of my first job. Or you could read them out loud to the to the stomach. There you go, get started. Absolutely, the baby will be up to date on Civil War because we got, you got baby Mozart tapes. We need to, to have out. baby Kirby tapes. We'll create those. Baby Einstein. <laughs> And okay. there we go. The uh, other shout-out, of course, is to uh, Michal Saman, who has never joined us for a podcast, but uh, who is in uh, Japan right now. He's uh, laid up a bit ill, and he's been actually downloading all these podcasts at once, and he's working his way through the last two months. And he's been emailing me comments about we're, podcasts we're so from a month and two months ago that I don't remember what the heck he's talking about. Wow, are they friendly comments? or They're they- friendly comments. He was giving me advice on what to do with the UK Superman DVD, and... Which I didn't even remember. I'd said I wanted to get, and it was just an off the hand, off the cuff, you know, comment. So, so this one's for you, buddy. This one's for you. Here we are, Michelle. Be strong, man. Be strong. I niche. also like the fact that you're giving shout outs. I think that's pretty hip and urban of you. So, <laughs> I, I, that's pretty cool. I like, I like to, uh, yeah, uh, you know, keeping it real. I, is that is that what I'm doing? Hey, yeah. look, it's just, it's just the way I roll. That's how it does. Don't it. Get, I'll be getting up in my grill. All right. All right. So, are we gonna have a phone in segment? Uh, not this week. We're going to try to actually arrange that. We'll see if we can if we can do that. Uh, go ahead and call in now. Go. go you well, can you call want, in I can, now. I can run call outside. And call call, call that number. Andy left earlier. You can call in now. But uh, yeah, I think uh, actually there's a challenge because we typically record Wednesday nights after six Pacific Standard Time. There we go. Andy, what's the store number? Nine eight four zero eight nine eight five. 7481. And there will be a prize. I will personally give a prize to somebody who calls in while we're recording the podcast. And they must and we'll say put something. we'll live like on the recording. How are we going to do that? Uh, Technologically wise. I will wise. find a way to do it. I, I can do it. I can do it. You can do and it. And they have to say Rosebud. That's the code. <laughs> That's the code. I want to be <laughs> they have on, to say, I, I be they have on to the say, podcast. I want to talk to Steve. Yeah, yes. <laughs> well, it could, could be his wife, It though. could be. No, no she, she doesn't would say, want to. Oh, I no. need to talk to Steve. Or mm. What has that Put man Steve done now? Actually, what she says is, can I bug Steve for a minute? There you go. Really? Ah, yeah. Okay. Wow. That's, that's kind of cute. That's kind of friendly. It's a happy marriage. But we'll find some <clears throat> way. If somebody wants to call in during that general time when we're podcasting, we'll find a way to get them online. All we'll right, put the mic on the phone. There we go. they got speakerphone here, don't they? <clears throat> There's the challenge. We'll just mic it. Well, if we got speakerphone, we can see if we can get some celebrity calls. That'd be good. Nice. There we go. Just, you know, promising the future. I hear Charo's available. I, I've heard that, too, but I don't... Gucci, Gucci. Okay. Cesar Romero's available. Will Wheaton, are you listening? Cesar Romero is, is uh, he's, he's, deceased. He's right? dead. Mark Avenier. Rest, rest Avenier. in peace. I, I'm not actually sure how to pronounce it, but I read his blog every day. I think day. it's Avenger. <laughs> Avenger. It's Avenger. He, 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 Avenger. Mark yeah, Avenger. Mark, Mark Avenger. No, he wrote a story about he was doing uh, variety shows in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they'd come to him and they'd say... 
All right, this week we're going to have Burt Reynolds and Lonnie Anderson, so go write a script. And the writing crew would say, okay, so you need one skit for Cesar Romero. And they say, no, 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 we're getting Burt Reynolds and Lonnie Anderson. And they say, okay, so they go and they write a skit for Burt Reynolds and Lonnie Anderson. And then, of course, they can't get those gifts, so they book some other gifts, and it always ends up being Cesar Romero. Which is so difficult now because Cesar Romero is dead. But there we go. So, speaking of things that are, are not dead. would make it much cooler, then. That would. It, Zombie Cesar Romero. Ooh! Would he still have the mustache, though? That's what I want to know. Okay. The hair grows after death. Oh, okay. It would be longer. It just wouldn't be as kempt. I just thought that was awesome that the, the Joker grows after would death. have the makeup over the mustache. Yes. Cesar couldn't commit to the role. <laughs> one shave no, he took the role with the uh, saying, "I'll take it, but I won't shave." I will not shave my Latin mustache because that was his. Uh, my claim right to fame. That was that was his. I remember as a kid, like four or five years old, going, "Joker doesn't have a mustache." What's up with that? Anyways, there you go. Crazy. Carry on. Carry on. Okay, so because it's uh, the end of 2006, we were talking. Uh, Rick emailed me and said, let's talk about the best event in comics of the year. 2006. Oh, so, look back. And because he's separating best event from best book. So here off the cuff, well, can we can we, throw, can it we out throw a couple events out sure. so we know what we're dealing with? What maybe were we the should events? Do like big event and then maybe like for a character. You know, like hmm. I, I, Mike, I, I will give you my big event is definitely 52. Okay, a, a huge I, I think it's it's a hands down was, win as far as any big event for this year or for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then of course you can't say fifty two without saying Civil War. I think well, I can. I think you can. Although no, I'm, I'm we're going to do the we're talking first not and the worst best. Later. I thought we we're talking events. I yeah. thought we were just talking events. Yeah. First two thousand. Now there was also identity, not Identity Crisis. Uh, Infinite Crisis. Infinite Crisis, Crisis was another event. Sort of had Identity Crisis, yeah. too, didn't I you? mean, these all happened in 2006, right? I liked when yeah. Superboy died. Ended in, and sorry, what? You liked when what? I liked when Superboy died. That was part of Infinite Crisis. Yes. Yeah. But that was the beginning of 2006. That's a character thing, yes. too. It's an event. Yeah. It is what an other event? events? Oh, uh, which Planet is definitely, Hulk was uh, an event. Oh, I like Planet uh, Hulk. Planet Hulk is a great event. Uh, a smaller a smaller event, I think, yeah. would be something. Annihilation? Annihilation would be one. Yes, there you go. Those were kind of a venti. I would say of those, I'm going to go with Rick on 52. Oh, I, I agree. And I think we've been very hard on Civil War because I realize that we do keep talking about these ancillary books in Civil War that we are enjoying. Uh, I was having a conversation with Andy yesterday about Frontline, the Civil War Frontline book. Actually, if that was the main Civil War book, Does I Does that come out in a while? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Last week Did it's it coming out. Week? It's coming out on a much more regular Regularly, basis yeah. Okay. than yeah, than the main week. Civil War. And it's uh, it's telling anthology stories about the the front lines of the Civil War, and it's really entertaining. And Although moving I have and to say, though, the, the little poetry things they do at the end, I'm yeah. not like I don't like those. Yeah. But they're which will be the writer going? Now I got to come up with a historical parallel for this. They're they're reaching. You know, I when they're trying to do something, I am impressed. You know, that at least they're trying. They they were trying to do something a little literate. I'm okay with that. However, then I've got here the uh, Civil War Choosing Sides, the second printing of which comes out today. And I have an issue that I realized is, uh, in theory, this is a lot like what DC did with Brave New World. It's a bunch of short stories that really introduce you to new concepts that they're spinning off into books. So Venom is basically being recruited by the Thunderbolts, which is now the next issue of Thunderbolts. Venom is is a, a member uh, the irredeemable Ant Man makes his first appearance here, in a story that doesn't really matter to the continuity. Immortal Iron Fist 
uh, basically says, yeah, I'm going to give up being Daredevil to be Iron Fist again, which we already know. We've seen the book, Immortal Iron Fist, which is very good. Uh, Andy was, likes it. Andy likes it. Like and, it much. And U.S. Agent uh, goes to Canada, which hate is... Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Well, because he's going to yeah be part of a new... kind of like the Alpha okay. Flight. Hero I have a exchange about show. the U.S. So agent. the only character that doesn't tie in, by the way, is Howard the Duck, which the second printing has a cover by Gene Colan, who has said he's only got a few left in, in him, so this is cool. Uh, and it's parodying the... A few uh, ducks cover or a few how, covers? Or a, a few, few covers. Mm-hmm. A few a few drawings left. He's in his 80s and decided he's just about done. It's an awesome cover for it is. Last Gasp. And it's... Uh, this guy's still got it, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, unlike Brave New World, which was a dollar to get you to sample, this second printing is four bucks. What?! And the thing that He's I that I that I am upset about Civil War versus Fifty Two, I gotta say, is it hit on the proverbial pocketbook of the fans, because DC now they were clever, they were sneaky with Fifty Two, they pledged that Fifty Two every issue would be two dollars and fifty cents, then they raised the price of every other book to two ninety nine, but at least they've kept their pledge and Fifty Two has been two fifty. So if all you're reading, and as we've established, really... But 250 is like 52 turned backwards. <clears throat> oh, I hadn't thought about Whoa. that. So it's like $10 no, a month or twelve fifty. I grant you, but it's, you know, that's four or five issues. But they've, they've held it, and you don't have to read any other book in order yes. to enjoy what, Rick, what they're doing with 52. Rick. Yeah. I have a question, Derek. I need to Rick test your knowledge. Manga. I need to it's test your knowledge. knowledge. Manga blocker. Derek, what is up with U.S. Agent uh, going through costume changes like Wonder Man? What's going on? Every like right now in this book, that's he's the, dressed that's the classic. The, he's, that's the Captain. That's when Captain America right. And the U.S. Over. Agent's now remember, costume didn't he go to like Force Works and he had a different kind of like cooler? He had an armor. Thing. He costume. had an armor, uh, more of an armored up costume. And it was just, the excesses of the early nineties. But then just recently they he's introduced got the cap him. Scales now. But remember, recently they just reintroduced him in the Invaders last what last year? Almost in the new started. Invaders, yeah. And he had like a more cap-looking Captain America because he was subbing for Captain America in the Invaders, so they gave him. Uh, so what I'm just saying is, so now they're bringing back a U.S. Agent, and he looks like the Captain again. It's like, do they really think this book's gonna fly? Is anybody gonna buy U.S. Agent and Omega Flight? I mean, not me. Okay, that's all I'm saying. I hate it. Because nobody bought the last Alpha Flight either. Because the last Alpha Flight was stupid. Yeah, well, it's one of those things. When when characters like this die... And they died so unceremoniously, too. It was was terrible. For Mm. shock. For shock value. But when characters like this die, it's like the the, uh, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold thing. Everybody's like, oh, we love Blue Beetle, we love Booster Gold. But... Nobody bought their books. Nobody bought their books. Well, that's because they put... Crappy writers right. and crappy but artists you, on them. You I loved them when they were in JLE or something like I that. I did. Yeah, because yeah. they had good I art. I loved that because their, their interplay Alpha with the other Flight. characters was good by themselves. And you liked right. Alpha Flight. I liked that. Uh, no, 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 I, I, mean, I really, really Flight. liked Alpha Flight. The first series. Yeah. Yeah. And I have right now still in my collection, I've got every single Alpha Flight up till Secret Wars 2 started coming out. And when mm-hmm. I gave up superheroes for that Secret Wars two thing, oh, I gave up. I he gave gets up. A I gave up superheroes. He, says Secret Wars. he does, Look. but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. And now, who do you blame for Secret Wars two for driving you away from comics? Jim Shooter. Okay. And what is the book you would like to see revived from uh, Valiant Comics more than any other? Exo Manowar. Uh, yes. And who created Exo Manowar? Man, this is like the weirdest. <laughs> 
Jim Shooter? Yes! <laughs> you gotta okay, that's stay what points, kept Andy. you in the game. Jim Shooter know. didn't create Exo Man War. Yeah, he did. Did he? He, he created everything in the Valiant line. Uh, no, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, no, he didn't. No, he did. Doc Spectrum. Or Doc uh, Solar. Well, he revived. Yeah, yeah. he revived. But Magnus Robot Fighter. Yeah. I knew where he was going. Yeah, I see. You're, okay. He, he oversaw. You know, technically, I don't think Jim Shooter was there at the beginning. And he I don't think he was there at the beginning of the Valiant Universe. I could be terribly, terribly wrong. You are terribly, terribly wrong. He was the first editor of... It wasn't called... And Do- tune in next week for the cage <coughs> match. Ah! No, because this week we've got to have uh, Rick versus Steve. I can't remember why No, it's now. a double bill. Oh, it's, it's a double, double bill, bill next, All right, week. next week. we're just going right. to... Next week, Derek McCall. <laughs> we're just going to put cardboard down here, a little oil. Oh, we're going. Lord. Make sure to bring That's your right. singlets. I'm horrified. Is it holiday time again? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh! It's January. Well, for Groundhog's Day, we're just gonna because the two of us wrestling is gonna look like two angry groundhogs. Oh, going at it. Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> Harbinger, he created. What? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that and was his he's brainchild. He's working hard. He's the, the whole universe title. was his brainchild. Was his. And moving on. There we go. All right. I'm just saying. You know. There we go. So, uh, so we uh, best event of, of the year. Fifty-two. Was Fifty-two. Uh, All those in favor? Aye. Aye. All those opposed? <clears throat> There we go. Moving on, next subject. Best book of the year. Ooh. Hellblazer. Uh, what uh, issue? Okay, okay. So this one could be either series or individual issue. issue. I think individual issue is more interesting, but it's really going to be kind of a brain buster. So wow. I'll throw one out there. Okay. First issue of Doc Frankenstein. That, was that that's more than year? a year ago. Yeah, was that more, more than, than a year, year ago? ago? Okay, any of that came out this year. But I'm sorry, good. I screwed up. But you, but you know what? It's good. It's because you need to just say that and say to the Wachowski brothers, we do appreciate that you want to make Speed Racer. I, I wanted to vomit when the rumor popped up last week that Keanu Reeves was cast as Speed Racer. I'm really hoping that's very, very, very wrong. Did you hear what they were just, calling it, though, the secret... It was being like on the lot, like the rumor was that it, it was, was being called Shaolin Cowboy. It was Cowboy. being called Shaolin Cowboy. Yes. Oh. So. But that was code for that was Speed, Speed Racer. Racer. Yes. That's a bad code. It is terrible, terrible code. Shaolin Cowboy might make an interesting, more interesting. But movie. as I might, as I might enjoy the Speed Racer movie, I really want to see more Doc Frankenstein. I really mm. want that book to get on track. Yeah. Really want that. To happen. Hmm. Well, best issue. Of you know. You know what? If I was going to think of. Think of coming home with a pile of comics, and which one's the one you grab absolutely first every time? Mm-hmm. Well, Doc Frankenstein is going to be one of them. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, with my obsession, you know, Hellblazer is going to be another one. Mm-hmm. I think the current new writer's uh, Monkey in a Wagon versus Lemur on a Big Wheel was also really good. <laughs> was it actually good, or are you just really thrilled oh, no. by the title? Have you read that? No, I have not. Oh, you really should. Okay. So there's, I think, uh, Andy's going to give an obscure recommendation. No, no. Actually, though, no, the best book... And it's, the thing is, it's sort of recent. Was Paul Dini's Detective with the Joker? It was a good one shot. Um, if we're going just single issue, um, it's one of the best fun Joker stories I've read in a long time. It was it was frightening. The Joker just malicious. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't have Batman in it at all, hardly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was good. Yeah, I was trying to think of... Now, I'm not sure if this happened in this year or not. Uh, I would go with, actually, strangely enough, Grant Morrison's Shining Night. There was one issue of that, and I think that still fits as 2006, because the Seven Soldiers of Victory, it seems like that's gone on forever. Um, But but one of the... uh, I I thought that, that one of the issues of Shining Night, he just basically gave this 
gave The Shining Knight this monologue that really summed up why I like superhero comics. Mm. But I can't remember if that was I, 2006 or not. Okay, I remember my favorite issue, but it's kind of limited because I didn't read a whole lot. But uh, Josh Whedon's Astonishing, where uh, Kitty Pride takes the Wolverine oh, yeah. pose in the river, and she goes, now it's my turn. Yeah, and uh, great moment. It was Great one of those moment. where, like, very few, very, uh, very few times, I read a book and I go, "Yes!" Like out loud. That was one time where I literally was like, "Wow!" Finally, an awesome comic book moment where I'm not mad at the writers or mad at the public. Like that was like, "Yes, Kitty Pride is going to kick some butt." So that was my favorite. You know, I forget what issue that was. It was like astonishing. I don't know, but I've you know I've been enjoying every yeah. issue of that. And something that I mean, the jury is too is too new to really tell. But the DC revival of the Spirit, the Batman Spirit crossover, and the first issue of the Spirit have actually been uh, very fun. But I'm not. Uh, I have to admit, this is a weak spot in my history. I I have only read one Will Eisner Spirit story in my life. My God! So I don't know. I I, I really don't know the character that well. You could get the Spirit Archives. I could, but I bought an All Star Archive instead. Steve, Steve, Steve likes Exile. Steve likes Exile. He put that down from Boom Studios. That's a Which, good choice. You know, Boom Studios is putting out some. They're the stuff they're putting out seems to be good quality stuff. It, they're, they're making a little bit of a noise right now. They're making noise. Um, You're totally sold out on the Spirit, aren't you? Uh, yes. Yeah. He's totally absent of spirit. Uh, absolutely. Um, I got spirit archives, though. So. Yeah, you do have spirit archives, but Boom Studios, that's a good thing. That's a, a company that's made a mark this year, absolutely. Uh, first kind of jumping on bandwagons by having a zombie tales, and they did a couple of zombie books. But what do, what do you always say about Boom Studios? That they're doing books designed to sell to Hollywood. And it's a theory. And I'm not going to say that that's absolutely what I think is happening, but I know that two of their series so far have sold to Universal Studios, Tag and Talent. Uh, it's very clear that Exile could easily sell into them. I think ex- the problem with Exile is it's going to be compared to Lost. It's too much like Lost. Um, it's it's not really, but it does but seem like it. The Warhammer. Um, mm-hmm. I don't play Warhammer, but I... I there was a point where I was getting the little guys and painting them and stuff. Yeah. Had way too much time on my hands. figures, right? Not actual little dwarves yeah. you're picking up and painting. <laughs> um, and That's what I do on the The, the backstory... Dwarf painting. The, the backstory for the basis hey! of the game is very fascinating for people that like sort of science now, fiction stuff. Now, is that stuff. brand new stuff or are they reprinting? Because there's been Warhammer stuff in Europe. This is a brand new This is a brand new thing. And, you know, I read it and, like I said, I'm familiar with the story that sort of, you know, goes through the Warhammer stuff. And it was a good, solid Warhammer story. And it's like mm-hmm. the artwork was amazing. Um, I liked it. Isn't Warhammer like an industrial metal band or something from Germany? Yeah. No? Anybody? Probably, but it's wrong. Warhammer. And, and actually, I should say it's, it's Warhammer 40K. 40K, yes. yeah. Oh. Yeah, you could get in a lot of trouble yeah. with geeks. Yeah. So. There is only war in the future. Terrible. The future. Of course, of yeah. course. Uh, so there you go. And and I've liked their, that Giffen and DeMate have... Patented, they've got an exclusive contract for their Bwahaha style of comic booking with Hero Squared, which has been a really interesting concept that I think somebody should make a great TV what show. What were they thinking? Is that Boom Studio too? Yeah, they've been doing the What, what, they, what Were They Thinking. I, did, I have not enjoyed those as much, only because I think the, ma- the market got saturated when you had the, uh, 
you know, Marvel did it with the Marvel Ro- romance, romance redo. redo, which was uh, alternately funny and, and alternately really, really stupid. I would say, you know, there was a single issue that kind of gotten forgot, forgotten, but I really loved there in the Marvel romance. Uh, the Spider-Man uh, and Mary Jane uh, one-shot there. Not Spider-Man loves Mary Jane. Yeah. But it was by Tom Bayland, who does True Story, Swear yes. to God. Yes, And that was the best... I, the single best story explaining why Peter Parker loves Mary Jane, but more importantly, why Mary Jane Watson loves Peter Parker, and I thought it was fantastic. I didn't read that issue, and why is that? You know, I want to change my vote. Why? Oh, because okay. you know you don't you don't read mushy girl stuff, and I bought all I bought all those. I've just gone right to my wife. This is a you know this is a tribute to uh, to Michelle Simon, who's a little bit dyslexic, and in his email complained that our our podcasts were getting too homoerotic. So I think we're talking about sex with cows, but uh, so homoerotic. Homo, homo yeah, he says we're very homoerotic. Well, I'm sorry, Michelle, but she sounds really hot. So it is a girl, right? No. Oh, so so. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway, mm. Andy wanted to change his vote. <laughs> Moving change your right vote, along. Andy. I, I I think I've got to go with Rick. I was just thinking, Doc what would excite me the most coming in the store, like. You know, next week. I knew Doc Frankenstein is here. I yeah. knew Doc Frankenstein. And I really, I went, I went over and checked the shelves. A 2004. How could I have been so wrong? But it just feels like there haven't been enough issues. No, no, no. no. The new, well, number one, maybe. Number but one, the, but the, the, the but last issue. Right. Is there. There, I, no, there's been some in 2006. We're, but we're I, getting some more. We're getting some more about that 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 werewolf character that that seems like Garth Ennis created him. Yeah. Um. You know, this and, is like oh, if you've read the book, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. you know the thing is though, Wolf also. Boy. The first couple of issues of Doc Frankenstein were really coming out. You know, Derek had mentioned it was just anti-religion, right? It was it was like religion versus science, science, and like obviously the science guy's the hero. So like we're sort of bashing religion, and it's like it got to the point where I said, you know what, this is just really starting to get on my nerves because it's so one-sided. Yeah. And then the very next issue, and I think that came out this year, was when Doc Frankenstein was forced to question his beliefs when the fairy came out of the box. It's like. A fairy? Oh, that can't be. And it's like I says, oh, nice. Right when they, they pushed me to the point where I w- really didn't want to take it anymore, and then they flipped the box on me. Yeah. yeah. Talk about homoerotic. You just said fairy came out of the box. And um, uh, it was we're sorry again, girl. Michelle. It was a little uh, glowing girl. It really was a fairy. <laughs> well, oh, okay. Wings. You, you don't want to taunt our listener. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, there's at least two. Uh, I can mention uh, Ron Talbot, who has told me that he downloads these. So, Ron, don't if you're listening. Don't forget Larry Feinberg. So, 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 so it's either going to be this Ron Talbot or it's going to be Michelle calling us. He's going to call like Wednesday at six o'clock next week, even though like there's. But well, the podcast probably be Thursday next yeah. week because because books are delayed again. But I would also say another event slash book that came out just at the tail end of two thousand six, The Return of the Lone Ranger. If you read those Lone Ranger books, those are good. Are they? I they read are really really good. So I'm just saying, Dynamite Entertainment. This is a year where the book, the studios that are kind of keeping themselves small, like Boom Studios. Mm-hmm. Dynamite Entertainment, because Dynamite's doing Burly Man. Army of Darkness, Red Sonia, and Lone Ranger. They're oh, keeping it small. And how, many Red Sonia, how many Red Sonias are they putting uh, out? I don't know. I'm not reading any of those, so I'm but giving myself a lie. But how is he a Lone Ranger if he hangs out with that Indian all the time? He's the last of the six Rangers. Because oh, the Indian it. isn't a Ranger. He's not oh, at all. He's a okay. Native American. Oh, okay. Got it. I don't, you know, yeah. 
All right, so I want him to do Lawn Ra- Lone Ranger revised. The, the Lawn Ranger, the Lawn, the Lawn Ranger, the Lawn Ranger, who I, the Lawn Ranger, and this guy who, who just comes there and makes sarcastic comments. Who come from Bangalore to be with him? Have you seen Lenny Bruce's Mask Man? I have not seen that. If you haven't seen that, you must see that. Well, I will have to look that up. Uh, so yeah, there we go. How about then we go? Well, let's say best geek item for the year. Yeah. And I use the term pejorative hmm. geek with love in my heart. I have thing to is say, making oh, you really no. excited. Go ahead. No, yes. no, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to make a bad joke. Go ahead. No, of course you were. No, it was going to be about. Uh, never mind. Go uh, ahead. It's too. The it's, plastic it's Green Lantern power rings DC shipped out that we gave out. The retailers gave out. Wasn't that? Oh yeah, those were kind of fun. This last year. Yeah, everybody yeah. loved them. It was just, it was just everybody fun. loved them, yeah. and it's like just like Raymond. Don't talk to me about everybody loves Raymond right now. Yeah, are you so sad about Peter Boyle? You? No, no, I had I had a Christmas incident with everybody loves Raymond, so that's all I can say. We're wandering now. Yeah, we are. So we're trying. To, well, well, Lon is literally wandering, trying to come up with the best item he can think of that he would really want. And he's become a little ranger. I, you know, so I don't know. I mean, action figure wise, anything cool? I mean, I think that. Oh, I'm the action figure expert. There's no, a I new did. series of uh, Spider-Man or Marvel uh, uh, Select nine inch. Nine, there's nine inch Mego yeah. Mego like figures. They're yeah. plastic. Uh, this I've only heard about them. They sound like it's a horrible mistake because they're part fabric, part flat plastic. No, they're and not the colors part fabric. They're like the uh, they have cloth they're like clothing. The, they're like the Mego figures of the seventies. Yeah. So if you want to see what a Green Goblin looks like without his costume on, the Green Goblin. Uh, yeah. Um, those, there we go. Sorry, Michelle. Yeah, being the action figure expert of the area, I'd have to say you know always the big hit are the Marvel Ooh, Legends, uh, with but with the transition from Toy Biz to Hasbro. Some of the new products are coming out, and they're, I have to say, they're a little shoddier made. You know, but, um, y- you know, but other than that... Uh, Which ones have you seen? Uh, just the Spider-Man stuff that's come out. But also, the ones that were really disappointing, you want to talk about the worst ones of the year? Anybody get a look at the Superman Returns action figures? Yes, uh, mm. my son has a couple they're of They're still on the shelves and not going fast. So, um, And they're mostly because they're just... Terrible sculpts. They don't look anything like the Superman, or they're just they're they're terrible figures. So. Oddly enough, there's a lot of good detail on the suit itself because as a, my son got one for Christmas, and I mm. looked really closely. And you know, the things that Brian Singer said were there that you can't see on the suit. Like everything is an inner little interlocking S, and they are little interlocking S's all over the. But fabric. they couldn't make. The face looked like Brandon Ralph. Mm-hmm. It's weird. He looks kind of dim-witted. And, Although, uh, have you seen the, uh, the I mean, other... I good enough for my son. Dim-witted. <laughs> There's also other uh, Mattel. Have you seen the Mattel DC figures? I They're making, st- like, Marvel, like, more posable uh, figures to, yeah. to coincide with the Marvel stuff. And they've been putting, like, sh- shorter supply out, but the figure sculpts themselves are actually pretty cool. Fully posable, like you know, say, fully articulated. Yeah, the figures are... Uh, the figure line that I love, the Justice League Unlimited ones that Mattel did... And I'm, I think that they did them before 2006, so technically, but I got a thrill at this Christmas season walking through an Albertsons and in the toy section with the Jeffries Picks, the three-pack of John Stewart, Tomar Ree, and Kilowatt. Oh, the green the average kid just, just get. stuck at the grocery store goes to the toy aisle in a grocery store and, and can pick up the Kilowatt. Green Lantern core. That's awesome! 
That anyway. is pretty cool. That's where we're going back to the the spin, loss of the spinner racks from last there, year. It's yeah. coming, as, you know, I thought about that, how, you know, every year for Christmas, the, well, last couple of years, Mattel had opened up, like, shops like the Spirit Halloween stores. They had Mattel toy boxes. And this year they didn't. And I figured out why, because we've got these grocery stores all around that, like, Albertsons has a deal with Toys R Us. So they've got an aisle, an aisle. that is Jeffrey's Picks, you know, quick little impulse buy toys that are, like, under 20 bucks. You know, so as you're shopping, you can get, and that takes the place of something like the Mattel's toy box because these are the things that they're trying to clear out. But you know, I, I, I do have a, uh, I have along with you, I've got a, a, a toy pick from Toys nice. R Us, and this isn't, it isn't a new series from this year, but this year, uh, I can't remember the name of the company that does it. There's a series called Tactics, and this has been Star the Wars. Game. The game, it's a game based on uh, semi-collectible figures based on the Star Wars universe. So it's like Luke and Leia and the Transformers one and, now. And they've just come out with the Transformers. So now you can you can have your favorite Transformer go up against Darth Vader in this game. And wow. it's actually But now uh, after two beers, it's an awesome I gotta game. ask something <laughs> at this point. If Darth Vader had a power ring, could he stand up against Optimus Prime? Because I gotta know. Andy was asking me this last night. Is this a guest speaker, I thought or? it was a silly, silly thing. I have to assume that total dork oh, voice okay. because there you go. I and just think people of, at home can't I, I just think Darth Vader would be, like, way more scarier if he had a power ring. And uh, my rebuttal to that is he's got the force already. He doesn't need a power ring. He can lift Could stuff with the force. Could he make a big, giant force. green hammer? This is sort of like the, the Spinal Tap moment. I mean, you know, how much more scary can Darth Vader get? And the answer is none. None more scary. I would, I would think green coming out of Darth Vader would look not oh, as scary. I'm not sure that it would actually be green. His, he might corrupt the... Well, he's even believing it would be a black... Mm. I just think the, the entire Star Wars trilogy would be like entirely different. On a lightsaber that goes up to 11. Mm-hmm. Um, well, then they would just make lightsabers yellow, and then was, they would beat them. There was a Liberty Meadows statue that came out this year. Oh, yeah. I saw the sculpt of that at uh, Comic-Con. Which was it was Brandy? Would there be a point to any other statue? Okay, I was otherwise, I wouldn't. Uh, it was Brandy and the Duck. Brandy and the in the Duck and and the, the Duck. duck. Oh, Not in I, the Duck and the Duck. Truman, Truman, Truman the Truman Duck. The duck. Yeah, and she was she was I believe wearing a gown in that. I believe so. Could you lift the gown? Oh no, no. it was a statue. <laughs> oh darn! It, it was it was just it was a, a, a just a, an amazing. Did the statue. gown say belts fill on it? What? Belts. Oh, yeah, it does say that on the cover of the T-shirt. No. You should. Hmm. Liberty Meadows is actually a very charming strip until he got to be uncensored, and it's still charming. It's just now not for kids when he gets around to doing it again. That's hot. Yes. It was just that one issue. That's the only issue there's been since he got his Marvel contract and he's no longer edited. And he's doing new strips. All his new strips are nude strips. So there we go. Are what they really? What kind of strips are there? <laughs> are, they, are, they, are they really? What? What? You read that uh, issue? Of <laughs> it was just one issue. Right. Ladies and that was the only one that was not It was first. only one strip in the issue. It's the only, But it's the only book that he's done since that is not reprints of his newspaper strip. So that's the first one oh. that has been all new material, even though it's still done in a, new, in a strip but format. But there was the, only the one... I understand. You just said was, they were all nude. I was making a joke, a play on words. That wasn't funny. That's all right. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I win some. Sometimes stop I lose it. Some. You're tearing me apart. S- sorry, Jim. I can think of another good fanboy. What do we say? Item. Yeah. Are uh, we going into video games yet, or is we saving that later? Well, because we're gonna we're gonna let's say let's let's go. I think we've established a lot of other things. 
Uh, you know, because if you're if you're a gamer and a fanboy, oh, what a year! What a year! What a what fall! A I should what say. a fall! What a fall! And here we go because we were going to talk about you know Christmas presents we got that we thought were really cool, and I think some of the, some of the geek items of the year probably did come through. Like you got a transport. You must have gotten a Transformers of Tactics for Christmas, and or bought one for yourself. I I, I gave several as as presents. Yeah, there we go. But Andy has a problem today, and that is he has a gift card for Best Buy, and he when we walked in fifty dollars fifty dollars, and we walk in today, and he asked, which should I get? Ultimate Alliance or the Justice League game. Which, by the way, technically is Justice League Heroes, but he said the Justice League game. So I'm, I'm going to I'm going to bow out of, after a short statement because I haven't played both. But Justice League Heroes has got to be kick booty to beat Marvel Alliance. Marvel Alliance is an awesome. We're not allowed to say ass. I think he was. Just oh, we can say he was just, uh, you know, was just kick ass. Rick, Rick is a family. Just want to make sure it's Rick a, is a family man and he a, takes that responsibility very it's seriously. A kick sweet fanny. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that, that was very homoerotic. Huh. Okay. Well, yeah. see, the thing is, oh, without... sweet Fanny, and why are you so, kicking her? So if you're going to tell me that Justice League Heroes beats I'm going to make a confession here. Now, I've hmm. lost a lot of sleep to Ultimate Alliance, and as uh, Lon pointed out before we began the podcast, uh, at 11 p.m. last night... I got a mysterious <laughs> emergency call at 11 o'clock. I look at my phone. Lon, it's Derek McCaw. Help me! Wait a minute. We just we just left from dinner a little while ago. Maybe he's hurt and on the side of a road. <laughs> Maybe he's got a flat tire. Maybe I need to come save him. No, Thor is stuck in murder world. <laughs> I need help. How do I get through this? It's, thing? it's like I know it's you like know. a panel out of a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to stop what I'm doing and go. Okay, no, Derek, oh, I'm sorry. You had you to let need, go of yourself. You need to find the mallet and uh, hit. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so now I know over in the future when I get late night calls from Derek what they're all about. Well, you know, and I was thinking that there's a thing about gaming. Is gaming becoming as arcane as comics? Because my problem is, as I, I was def- trying pathetically to defend myself, is that I like will play one game when I have free time, and then I don't have free time for a long, long time, and I may not pick up that same game again. Incredibly busy, our Derek. This is true, and I I lose, uh, you know, the facility with the language of the video games, and I don't mean you know because the it is lingo. a language. The lingo, what happens with the buttons, the controlling that, that a gamer will take for granted. And I was thinking with the expense too, which I think I'm so after having played all this, Ultimate Alliance is great, but my problem with Ultimate Alliance is that you really have to have a good TV to go with Ultimate Alliance. And so far, the biggest screen that I've played this game on is a 25-inch screen, and it's it's hard to see some things because there's so much detail. It is so yeah. okay. rich. I'm, I'm, not as, I'm not as interested in... What it, I'm not as interested in is it an amazingly looking game. You're interested I'm in interested in... Player. I can break them down. Which is funner? Which am I going to have Which more is more fun? fun? I'll tell you. Funner. Then i got to go with Ultimate Alliance because Ultimate Alliance is from Activision, and at one point in Murder World, you have to play Pitfall. Wolverine... <laughs> I like yeah. Pitfall. <laughs> it's great. Wol- I was playing Wolverine, and Wolverine had to be Jungle Harry or now, whatever. Pitfall Harry. To explain... You go into Myrtle World. Yes. And Arcane takes over, and all of a sudden you're a eight-bit character in a side-scrolling version 
of Pitfall with Wolverine fighting in Pitfall. Yes, and then later in the Funhouse, I ended up in Breakout. Yeah. Which I still, I'm not sure why I had to play Breakout because it didn't seem to affect the play because of the game. Because they could. Because they could, and I was just like, oh, that's right, it's Activision. The Pitfall thing totally took me by surprise. Yeah. And I had to go back with Thor and do it again just to see if, if it would actually change characters. I mean, I figured it would, but I, I had to know. How much data do they have to store for those characters? And there was, and, and that, that was fun. Environmentally, now, of course, Andy had to walk away to answer the phone. So now we can't break, make the argument towards him anymore, but, uh, yeah, once he comes back, we'll do the, the comparisons. But what were you finished your thought on Alliance? Uh, about, about Alliance, and, and, just, and it's just you really have to have a good system, and I don't mean... Well, I don't mean a game system, because obviously I'm playing on a PlayStation 2, and I'm liking it, but versus Justice League Heroes, two heroes which are larger, I, I know what I'm doing, I can see the powers, and I will grant you, because Andy was making fun of me, this, fun, fun of me for this earlier this week, that I have more familiarity and affection for the DC heroes, I've made no secret of that, I'm enjoying Ultimate Alliance, as a game, I think it kicks butt. I just don't care quite as much about... Although, I took your advice. I've fallen in love with Deadpool. Deadpool's at, awesome. Because of this game. And and I, and I think the AI going on, the fact that they have interactive, that whichever character you are playing at the time, when it approaches a character you have to talk to, the game knows that that's who you're talking to and responds and has vocal scripts for that character. Sometimes. Speaking not of which, always. not have always. You, have you made it to Doctor Strange's Sanctuary? I have, but I and didn't. And have you had, had him talk to uh, the have, Ancient One? In the, it, I didn't okay. have Deadpool talk to the Ancient One. That's I'm stuck in hell right the now. The Ancient uh, One. I'm fighting Mephisto. The Ancient One talks to you. And afterwards, you'll just have to give me words of encouragement to get past Mephisto because I'm pulling my hair out of that. I was up till... What did I call you at 11? So I was up to 1.30 last night playing through hell. Wow. (laughs) And, you know, and I I can't sleep. Who did you choose to die? uh, I was foolish for Mephisto to replace... Oh, 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 that's right. The choice between Nightcrawler or Jean Grey. I I chose... This was very hard. (laughs) I chose Nightcrawler. I did, too. Uh, Yeah. Because I thought that in the long run, Jean Grey is probably more important to the game. It would be more powerful, and then you don't get the player. So. But I, I released Ghost Rider, uh, and my foolish mistake, because you know, I'm a lame gamer, and I, I, even when I'm feeling confident, I have to make one foolish mistake. I've made several, but the most foolish, I think, was I sacrificed Thor for Ghost Rider. Accidentally. Ooh. Did he fall off the hill or something? Or no, no, no. To release Ghost Rider, he's chained up, and he says you can release Ghost Rider, but you have to trade one of your characters for him. You're supposed to sacrifice Doc Strange. What? That's what I... I thought it was Doc Strange you are supposed to sacrifice. Well, great. Now I know that. No, oh, I didn't have Doc Strange with me. You're supposed to take Doc me. Strange with you, and Doc Strange says, I'll go. well, maybe. Maybe it's for anybody. Maybe it's maybe. the same Anybody thing. will. Thor, Thor took his place. Thor's chained up, and then I was hoping that at some point that, uh, you know, they'll be, oh, you've made your way out of hell, and everybody's free again. Well, you so can good. call me, because my son's played the whole game all the way through twice now, I think. The, um... What other game... Out there has Fin Fang Foom as a character. You find oh well, I know, and for for sheer depth, again, and we're making all these arguments, and, and to heck with Andy now. He's wandered off, and he'll listen to this podcast later. For sheer depth, Ultimate Alliance is Justice League Heroes is a straightforward story that I'm enjoying, and I like playing those characters. And I'm going, I'm in my uh, third time playing the game with them more powerful, I'm just having fun trying the combinations, and I want to power up Hawk Girl and all that. But the Ultimate Alliance is about teaching everybody 
the Marvel Universe. The Marvel Universe. They Look have, at how big this you, is. You score points from these little pop quizzes that sh- they come up with history of the yeah, Marvel I Universe. Butt. I kick butt. I, I got to go back and do stage one. Well, yeah, so here was the comparison I was going to make to Andy. So, I mean, it's essentially you made it, too. But it's essentially you're looking at two different games. The one game is, you know, fun, DC, anybody can jump on. Easy to, to uh, update mm-hmm. powers, mm-hmm. not very confusing, um, easy gameplay. The gameplay is since there's only two people to control, it's much easier. More to, entry level. It's more easier to it's easier <laughs> to control. Um, and I think we need fun games that are entry level like right. that. Right, and it's we not too. Do. It's not dark. It's kind of up and, and it's fun. It's the cinematics in between move the story along, so you feel like you're in the middle of this cool story. Characters when they talk feel genuine, you know the all the stuff. So, so that one definitely, you know. But then flipping over to Marvel Alliance, it's like you said, it, the down the downsides that it has are yes, there's a lot going on the screen. Sometimes when you pull away, the figures become very small, and it's hard to see who's controlling what. Um, gameplay sometimes slows up because there's so much graphics going on the screen. I think it's also um, clear. It's, it's harder to to. Uh, Upgrade a lot. You don't really know what's going on, and you're upgrading until you've played a long time. That is that is a deep part of the game where you you get the points, and you don't know what to spend it on. You don't know what to equip to right. who, which is much easier on Justice League yeah. Heroes, right? And uh, and so I, I enjoy that. But okay, go ahead. But what I'm, I say also is that I, I'm guessing you can play Ultimate Alliance two different ways. You can just power through. Just collect the action figures. Collect the action figures. <laughs> They've got action figures. What the heck is that? Mm-hmm. Um, you can power through. Or there's clearly a conspiracy going on. There's an actual plot if you're paying attention and talking to the right people. So it really is more so than Just League Heroes, a true role-playing well, game yes. as well. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing I was going to add to it, though. The other thing is, is okay, take away what you want from the downside that I just said, you know, the powering up and the yeah. everything else. But it also has all the characters you know also gives you an opportunity to get you unlock their costumes so you can change them into different people. So that allows you more characters. You can unlock That's more characters. Both, isn't it? It's in both games. In both you can, but yeah. like... Um, it like is not one. as easy in Justice League Heroes to oh, really? change. You have okay. to have a certain amount, you buy it, and then once you have yeah. once you have bought the costume, then it's for the next time that you have the right to use that hero. Uh, and it's only available in certain levels, and it's not like... And then the, you're stuck that way. It's like you can get... I think you can get a... Uh, Costume for just like you assemble the Fantastic Four and it goes to the Fantastic Four and you, yeah, you, well, you score points for that. Yeah, there's yeah. team bonuses and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah. also, but um, so which one do I buy? I would say that overall, if you're a, a, a definite comics fan, being a Marvel head myself. Here's the thing, really. Okay, being a Marvel head. Well, I was gonna say, being a Marvel head myself, I was, and after playing Justice League Heroes a lot, starting Marvel Alliance was wasn't that into it. Get, as I played it more and more, and I started to get into it and started to understand it, I was blown away because it's like you said, it's an introduction to Marvel. It has almost everything you can like when they get to Asgard and when they get to Mephisto's thing and when they get to you know you fight Galactus and the Kree, you know the Kree or the Scroll uh, homeworld and everything else. It's there's it's a lot amazing. more depth. Where they too, they got Winter Soldier in there. They got, yeah. I mean, it's fairly. Which Just League Heroes is fairly up to date. You can get the Martian Manhunter's new look, that kind of thing. But the plot's a lot more straightforward. And again, because I, I think I have but more familiarity. It's not familiarity. as vast. 
I figured out where it was going, who the secret villain was, all that, really, really early on. But here, here's the other good thing I've forgotten, sorry to cut you off, no, is ahead. once you complete the Marvel Alliance game, which is long in itself, and tedi- not tedious, but fulfilling enough in a journey that it is... It is when you're being attacked by Mephisto sleepers <laughs> right, over and over. But once you finish the game... If you've collected all the things and everything else, you've got all these other side games and training games and to play. And new heroes. And new heroes. So yeah. it, it's almost like you you get more play out of it than you would. What about the total number of heroes on each one? I mean, and there's, a, there's a lot. Well, in the PS2 version, there's, I don't know, 14 or 20 or something like that, or playable. But, but right? you encounter a lot of other characters as well. So we're talking, they said like 20. 150. Like 150 characters. Whereas I think that ultimately with Justice League Heroes, it's... Well, maybe 15, because you can get both Kyle Rayner and Hal Jordan, but you have to unlock them down the road. Yeah. And if you have the PSP version, you can get Black Canary and Supergirl. Uh, so so we should you know, also talk about the handheld, because you played the, I played the, the Game, Boy, Game Boy version of, of uh, Justice League Heroes. But if I were going to give you my advice, Which Andy, is just a Flash side game. I'd say Ultimate Alliance is more and bang it, for and, buck. and what we were saying was it also depends on your level of play. I think you're a pretty experienced gamer. Yeah. So yeah. I think that ultimately X equals punch. <laughs> well, if that's okay, then, then, then you get Heroes Justice League Heroes. Yeah. Uh, no, if you know, I think you're. I mean, you, know, you played City of Heroes, and you seem to be better at that than I was, which is you know, great shakes necessarily. But I, my character's name was Orangutan. Right, and you really got into the role play. And what we were saying is the Ultimate Alliance is more of a big, giant orange tank monkey. Which kind of is what and you're looking Andy's like right back. now. back. Welcome back. Nice Welcome shirt, back. Andy. <laughs> Thanks for raising the discourse. So, uh, what we were saying was that... Uh, I, I didn't come up with that name on my own. Ultimate mind. Alliance is more of a role, true role-playing game if you want it to be. And it has a, it has a lot more variety to it. And for a, an ex- gamer experience as yourself, I think it's the better buy. Well, then I will get it. Do I, need a cosmic cu- Do I get a Cosmic Cube? No, but there is an Ultimate Nullifier in there somewhere. So, uh, look for that. And speaking of the ultimate nullifier, the Fantastic Four 2 Rises Over Surfer Trader came out this week. Whoa! Wow! Segue! Boom. Wasn't that good? Got it back. Got it back. The nice thing about these segues is so so smooth, nobody mentions them even. (laughs) That would be nice. That would be nice. But, you know, you guys are just so... Now, Derek, let me ask you. How does the Silver Surfer rise exactly? Don't. Uh, get him a <laughs> you get him a silver Playboy. I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, um, sorry. Rob Liefeld. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Because Rob Liefeld was actually on Slot Reborn. We didn't mention this. That Thor had, definitely has an Asgardian manhood on the cover Woo! of. Uh, this is a visual. It looks like a rainbow bridge, if you ask me. It's a rainbow bridge to Asgard, baby. What, is, what kind of armor is that? I think that's like um, a tunic. Po- poorly plotted out armor. Banana is what hammock. It is. <laughs> it is. It's like a large banana uh, hanging is, down. Is the Hulk in the Marvel game? No, surprisingly. Uh, Bruce Banner is, and they act like Bruce. Like they've never heard that he's going to be that he's the Hulk. They they know so many other things about continuity, but it's odd that Bruce Banner is not treated as the Hulk at all. Yeah, maybe because they're he's like a support a of, character. You go back and talk to him. They're merging a lot of continuity between the regular Marvel Universe and the Ultimate Marvel no, Universe. No, but didn't they just do a Hulk game a little while ago? Yeah, Ultimate so, Destruction. So they they probably don't have all the rights, maybe, to use in the game, maybe? Oh, I can't imagine no, that. No, they have all the rights. They, For Activision, though? Maybe they made an exclusive deal. Doesn't where, Marvel own Activision now? 
No, I don't know who did who did the Hulk. Well, he he might have a point. They may have they may have sold the rights to the Hulk to just for video games. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. maybe. Well, there you go. All right, sorry. Strange thing within. Sorry to drag properties. us back after you made that brilliant segue. No, no, I'm just talking. Well, there we go. I just saw the Hulk and I thought. Ooh, I want to be the Hulk. Yeah, there we go. Oh, the Hulk's on there, too. You can be. The Hulk appears in the Onslaught Reborn universe. Oh, Lord. I don't want to talk about Fantastic Four Silver, Rise of the Silver Surfer. I don't want to talk about Onslaught Reborn. What do you want to talk about, there? I want to talk about the holidays. And uh, we've known we've got it there. I mean, what are you going to buy with your Christmas money? Anybody got anything left? I just bought this week's comics with my Christmas money. So uh, Wise choice. Yes. A very wise choice. Very wise choice. I, I bought uh, a DC archive once a year with my Christmas money. I buy an archive. But I got a little extra Christmas money this year, and I also bought the Christopher Reeve collection. I could not get the uh, Ultimate Collector's Edition tin. But what I realized is that I actually had everything that I wanted out of that tin, except for the Christopher Reeve movies. And it's all the same as would be given in the... Uh, so the only thing that I'm missing that the tin has that perhaps I would have wanted was the Super Pup Pilot, but I then realized that everything I've seen of the Super Pup Pilot creeps me out beyond belief, and I don't want to watch that. On that note, uh, day after Christmas, I took my Christmas money to Best Buy in Oregon, and I bought the tin. Best Buy did Because I realized I did not have any of the prior movies on DVD. Best Buy did not have it down here. It's been sold out around here all everywhere. For a while, so... Since when? It's it's been sold out down here everywhere. I haven't been able oh, to find everywhere, it down yes. here at all. I, there was a rumor online that uh, that it may they may re-release it in February. But the thing, the real gem. I don't know if you've watched this yet. The gem on the Superman two set is the Superman fiftieth anniversary special, produced by Lorne Michaels, hosted by Dana Carvey, with Ro- Rob Smigel, a very young Oscar-winning oh. Marsha Gay Harden as a woman who who Superman took to her prom when her prom date got sick. And uh, it, Those it's very superpowers. Funny. And it, so it's got, it, it's basically, it's written by Rob Smigel. So it's a really funny, funny special. And I've had it on videotape when it first came on, and it's like, I've tried to dig that out every few years and watch it. And to actually have it digitally restored is like, <laughs> and it's great. It's uh, Rob Smigel appears as Brainwave. So they reached in and did some pretty obscure villains for it, and uh, it's a fun, fun thing. I thought you were going to uh, coming away from the store with my son, and he's looking at it. He goes, "Superman, the Mole Man? Uh, is that the same Mole Man that uh, that fought the Fantastic Four, Dad?" And, I, and so I'd explain him a little bit about the differences between the uh, and the and, then, and explain there have actually been three different sets of Mole Men. You know, yeah, there the Superman, and then the Mole Man yes. from the fifties, and then uh, the Fantastic Four. And then there's Four just that late. kid with that big thing on his face. Right, in yeah. Austin Powers 3. Right. Yeah. Moly, moly, moly. So, yeah, there we go. And, and um, yeah, I, I, I haven't watched that. It's Superman and the Mole Man. Yeah. All the Fleischer cartoons. I'm looking forward store. to that. Uh, that was probably the thing. There's a great documentary on, on the Fleischer cartoons as well, included on the Superman 2 disc. It's a great set. Whether you, oh. if, you get the, if you live in a town where you can still get the Ultimate Collector's Tin, get it. But I realized I would... It's I was, of value. Man, there's so much on there, and it's it comes out at, like, Five bucks a, a title kind of thing because you're getting multiple versions of the movies, yeah, and you're getting all this additional stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's so much. And then, but, then, but if you can't afford the tin, which is what I realized, I would be spending way too much money to get the tin online, and I would rather just get you know because I already had this the Richard Donner cut. I already had Superman Returns. I already have the Look Up in the Sky documentary. I just said, you know, I'm you gonna know get Mr. I- Reeve, and I really, really am glad I bought that. So. You know what I got for Christmas that I really, a rock. really enjoyed? Um, 
Somebody gave me Battlestar Galactica Season 2.5. Oh, awesome. So I was able to catch up. Since I haven't... I just came on Season 3, so I'm doing a lot of catching up. And, uh, wow, I love that show. And I can't... I was laughing at the people who were fanatic about it in the beginning, going, you guys are dumb. Now I'm hooked. I'm I'm a convert. And uh, And, uh, Ben Bella Books... Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that imprint. Ben Bella Books? Ben Bella Books. Is that the same as Bob Blah Blah? No. No, but thank okay. you for that arrest oh, development okay. shout-out. <laughs> yes. uh, ben Bella Books does, they do basically academic collections of articles on pop culture, and they just released a Battlestar Galactica book. And they send me these books from time to time, and I pick them up, and, I, and it's worth mentioning because it's really interesting if you're into a show, and people mocked me when I was backstage at the, show, at the play I was doing, reading the this Battlestar Galactica book and it's like what what and I said you know at some point oh. the first guy who wrote who was a college professor who wrote a paper on Dickens <coughs> must have been laughed at and sure. you know Battlestar Galactica and Buffy and Angel and they've done Star Trek I mean, and they do do tie them into like whatever's you know popular at the moment they've got a Star Trek one they've got a Superman one the man from Krypton uh you know, but there always there's always something really interesting in there, and it's just a variety of different scholarly articles on Battlestar Galactica, and the and Richard Hatch is editing this this collection, so it's out there, so it's worth checking out. Richard Hatch, the winner of the first Survivor. Okay, you are no Battlestar Galactica <laughs> fan. Well, I mean, I was going to say I thought he was in jail. I mean, he's no, never mind. Okay. He's actually... Uh, wow, you just killed my buzz worse than Andy <laughs> Mead ever has. Anyway. He's, he's pimping a whole new... Uh, I can't. I wish I knew, could recall the name of it, but he's pimping a new uh, science fiction property, role-playing the, game. The and, Great Cloud of Magellan? Yeah, the, the Magellan. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, not Great Cloud of Magellan, but it's, it has Magellan in the title. Something there was, yeah. it was uh, something he's been developing and pushing for some time. Yeah, yeah. Tell was, me, how happy is Richard Hatch right now? Come on. Uh, the, the original. He's Apollo. much happier now that he's come around to stop fighting Galactica and being part of it. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. But I mean, how long has that guy held the torch for that series? Absolutely. Years. Yeah. That guy just couldn't let and it they go. They bring him on as a bad guy. Yeah. yeah it was great. Carried yeah. the torch for fandom. Yeah. Absolutely. And I saw the first Comic Con I went to, I went to do his presentation of his trailer, which I thought was going to be a joke. And I, I was absolutely going to sell that article as, like, give it up, Richard. And then I watched it, I'm like, wow. One, he's a fantastic public speaker, yeah. and he just whipped that audience into a frenzy. Showed that trailer, and I was like, "Yes, I want to see that." I didn't really, but I wanted to <laughs> because of, the, of what he had done and the quality and the passion. And I am a sucker when I see somebody who's like been really personal and throwing the, all their passion in the project, and I will totally respect that. And Richard Hatch has been passionately carrying that torch, not just because. Well, maybe just because he it's the only really the good job work. he had, because yeah. he wasn't going to appear. You know, and the, he, they weren't putting him in that Streets of San Francisco revival. Uh, he was the partner on the last season after Michael Douglas left, and, oh. uh, and he wow. played Charlie Chan's number two son in the Peter Pan, uh, Peter Pan, the Peter Sellers movie, Charlie yeah. Chan and the. Uh, so I'm just saying, he is glad I'm to sorry, be no. back on TV right now. Charlie Chan and the Curse of the Dragon Queen was that Peter Ustinov? Peter Ustinov, not Peter Sellers. Anyway. There we go. That was a bad racist film in the early 80s, so nice. we'll just forget that. Yeah. Good to know. Hey, I'm sorry I've offended you, Lon. I'm, I'm hurt. Huh. But anyways, back huh. to Rich, Richard Hatch. Yes. He's happy. He's happy. He's, happy. He's working. He's happy. That show is getting a lot of... And it's getting good, like, reviews, too, so... Oh, to, one uh, drama of the year? Uh, was it an Emmy? Emmy for Drama of the Year? No. Uh, I don't think it's won an Emmy. Emmy. No, it, 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 Maybe it, like a screenwriter. It wasn't even or... science fiction related. It was just story related. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, they're doing some really um, challenging stuff with that show. Oh, it's how, so how full of that, allegory. But I just got a little note on my uh, cardboard here. This is, uh, you know, what are we looking forward to in 2007? Uh, and this is a good way to sort of wrap things up tonight. What do you? Nice one, Andy. Nice. Thanks. Yeah. Even a boat broken clock is right twice a day. So there we go. Uh, yeah, nice one. And so what are we, are we looking forward to in comics and film? And the clock's running like five minutes fast. Oh, yeah, there's a flaw to that whole, thanks, the wisdom of the Polish, now completely ruined, thanks. Anyway, um, I've heard it was a Polish folk saying, I, I don't okay. know, I don't mean to okay, be... Okay, that was two, um, <laughs> within five I'm minutes. I'm sorry, I forgot that you were and, an Asian and Polish uh, man, Juan yes, Lopez. I'm, I'm hurt, and uh, uh, send all your letters to you editor an Indian. of Fanboy you Planet. Yeah. yeah, I think we're even, you Guess called Tonto an Indian. Guess what, I am officially Native American, so I can say that. I'm officially a Tonto. Anyways, um... No, but um, we didn't come to California. 2007. What am I looking forward to the most? Well, we have a lot of movies coming forward. We got Ghost Rider. We got <laughs> Spider Man Three. <laughs> we have Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. We have Fantastic Four Fantastic Two. Fantastic Four: Rise, of the, Rise of the Silver. I don't think we're getting anything from DC though. Um, we're getting uh, Wonder Woman. When's that supposed to be? Out? Uh, no. They haven't even begun Another filming, so I don't think we're going to see that in 2007. Nothing from DC. What else comes out? Oh, Transformers. Transformers, uh, the movie, yeah. Which looks terrible. Have you seen the trailers? I have not watched it. Just seen the teaser. I've so, only saw the not trailer. looking forward to it that one? It looks like Independence Day. It looks like really bad. That's... Uh, it's terrible. Well, you know, we'll, yeah. you know, we'll see. And we'll <laughs> Will Smith is... No... Uh, Will Smith is developing a superhero-related film called Isn't Tonight it? He Comes. Tonight He Comes. Oh. Which is about a... S- <laughs> Sorry to our <laughs> French listener once again. Michal, who is not French. He's, he's, a, he's an Arab. He's a Saudi Arabian oh, prince. Saudi Arabian. <laughs> he's not a Saudi Arabian prince. He's a Saudi Arabian prince. That's three. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> no! <laughs> anyway. Uh, There's only much, so much no, I can do. Seriously, it is, called, it is called Tonight He Comes, and it is about a uh, superhero... Stop that oh, snickering. Okay, it's about a superhero who I, I'm gonna predict has an affair. They're going to change that name before it actually Has makes. an affair with a married woman. Uh, Seriously? Yeah. Then why do they call it Tonight He Comes? That's wrong. Hugh Beavis and Butthead. I, I think because they're trying to uh, cut off any possible adult film parody by wow, already having already the title. Right there. There. By already having the title so that be, be changed no, to. Be Tonight He Comes again. again. Oh. Okay. Dear heavens. I heard something that Rule Smith was cast in I Am Legend, the remake. or the He is in the remake of oh, I Am Legend. No. That, really? That I think is or should, I Can you call it a remake when it's the first version to actually have the title I Am Legend? What was it? What was it? The Mega Man. It was, or uh, first. It was uh, the, the Last, Last Man, Man on Earth, Earth with Vincent Price in stereo, mm. uh, and then uh, Charlton Heston in Mega Man. Wow, wow, which wow, actually, wow. I love that movie. I, 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 it's it's just such a campy. Clean Is that the one where he's all? It's people. No, it's that's people. Sort of green. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, what that's I love about Green. What oh, okay. I love about the Omega Man is that sitting in a movie theater watching Woodstock, Charlton Heston yeah, watching Woodstock yeah. as his way of you know keeping. Touch Can you with, see and and the stretch you have to do where he's got all those guns on the you know, Charlton Heston. It is a guns. stretch, yeah. and yet I feel sorry for because you know now with all the people that have just been dropping like flies, I just know we're going to get a Charlton Heston no bit. 
you know, yeah, but any day. He, you know, though, finally, though, we'll be able to pry that gun out of his <laughs> cold, dead <laughs> oh, hands. It'll be a forward by Michael Moore. Ow! <laughs> Ow! Oh, okay, so anyway, that's the Come on, that movie. was good. And we're going to get Harry Potter or and the Order of the Phoenix. You know, that I think that I think that's a Christmas movie, so let's not look way too far ahead. What course, about uh, Harry Potter and the Arrival of the Pubes? Is that a new one coming? No, or? the... Oh, isn't he growing up? They did announce the yeah. title of the seventh book. And yeah, the it's, uh, so the Deathly Dwelling, scared or something hollows, like Scarf, yeah. scared hollows, or the yeah, Sleepy Hollows, or something. The Sleepy Hollows. That's probably it. Yeah, the Shaggy really, Dog. She's really reaching, and then he's gonna, you know, go up with this council of wizards. There's a British guy named John Constance Spleen, and uh, <laughs> the Phantom Ranger, and uh, <laughs> nice. Mr. F. And uh, the trench, they're the, the uh, you know Knickers Brigade or something. Mm. I, I don't know. Uh-huh. You're confusing our listener. I I, I know. <laughs> it, which I'm if, confused. If our listener is you know is just Michelle, then really it's it, I got to do this for me then, uh, and that gives me pleasure to have him go. What? Well, I will say though that honestly, and I know nobody's going to agree with me on this. I'm actually looking forward to Ghost Rider. Really? I just I think that uh, I'm curious to see visually. What they're going to do with the flaming skull and the the thing, and I, I, I think got, it, you can go online and see what they're doing. With no, the no, no, no. But I mean, skull. as the overall movie and how they're playing it out, because I mean, I think from the trailers, I think it looks pretty cool. It looks just like Spawn to me. Hmm. It doesn't look as computery as, as Spawn did, though. <laughs> it doesn't look that much better. To me. I'm looking forward to 300. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, good point. Awesome. Thank you good for point. taking us out good of the point. Very good. Very good. And. I'm looking forward to uh, Tonight He Comes. I know that's a good one. How about comics, though? We've got World War Hulk coming. I'm looking forward to the end of Civil War. Yes. And early 2007. And uh, (laughs) an end to our our long national nightmare. It is over. Thank you, Mr. Ford. Thank you. Thank you. And And I would like to pardon Joe Quesada. (laughs) Which I'm grateful for the obituary there because I never realized that was his line. Yeah. Uh, the long national long nightmare is over, over because I say that all the time and I did not know I was quoting him. So there we go. There you go. But uh, DC is also promising there's going to be some stuff spitting out of 52. And so. Uh, really? Yeah. Like. I thought it was already. Can you think of any books that they might continue out of 52? 104. Uh, <laughs> Rip Hunter. Time Master. Time Master. Yeah. Um, Rip Torn. I... Drunk Driver. Mm-hmm. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> there are many, many. Oh. And so they may do a series of uh, because Infinity there's, Inc. There's a miniseries coming called, coming called Amazon's Attack, which they had actually meant to be part of the prelude to Infinite Crisis, but they decided they had too many with the Rand Thanagar. There was too many events. So when you say Amazons, these are the, the they Wonder come back Woman from Themyscira uh, and they declare war on the United States. That's awesome. And so it's just going to be Amazonian warriors. Landed on Washington. The Amazons want there our was, men. There was any enemy I wouldn't yeah. mind fighting. It'd be a bunch of tall, hot <laughs> chicks, with, and I'd be like with swords, uh, and they'd mm. slap me once. And I go, "Ooh, you got me!" <laughs> you, you, Death yeah. by schnoo schnoo. So I'm well. yours. <laughs> by what? Death by schnoo schnoo. You guys said <laughs> yes. Futurama. You know Futurama. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's what I would be. And so uh, there Death we go. That's the Dark Tower stuff. Oh, yeah. seems yeah. interesting. Oh yeah. I've had now two people tell me they want three copies. Wow. Ooh, that's a total of Rick six wearing a copies. false mustache. I want four. Oh, you got a top it. Do you really? No, I want four. I want four. I've got Tony Loco. I got four. I get four of these because I'm buying them for other people too now. You got so. alpha male <gasps> issues. There we go. And there's a little guest wave from Al Deal, Fanboy Plant Facilities Manager. Al. <laughs> <laughs> 
You've been, you've, you've been entitled. He is the facility. Say hi, Al. He has long been the Fanboy Planet facilities manager. What about yeah, we just uh, don't have any facilities. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought he took but care he, of the game room. He manages them just fine. Yeah, he does, he does. What about World War Hulk? Yeah, Is anybody looking forward well, to that? I, I mentioned that up top. I, I oh, am, you did? I, I am so looking that. forward so, to World War Hulk. You know what? Along the lines of what we were talking about yesterday, um, not to you guys, Michelle and John, Ron. Ron, Ron. Yeah. Um, don't forget Larry Feinberg. <laughs> we were talking about the consequences of if Tony Stark's side was right. Yes. Right. If Tony, st- if not right or wins, what are you no, trying to if say? If he was if right, right. If if the heroes really are that far out of control, and they needed to be regulated, um, if the Hulk, and I seen the previews for the January issue of the Hulk or the February issue of the Hulk, the Hulk is getting married. He's been set up. In Wait Planet a Hulk. minute. Yes, he's yes, he's getting married. He's going to marry that that warrior one, woman, right, to unite the tribes. Oh, um, okay. If if the Hulk gets married and the Hulk is happy, right? Then weren't they right to send him away? No, 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 no. You don't get married and get happy. <laughs> I, I He's going to get married and want to get out of the house. I would like. She's my always wife on my back. To note that I am not making a single <laughs> comment on this one. Just a lot of gestures. I may hurt myself. <laughs> it's a story. Just like a, he points at Andy and then on his nose. It's like, it's I can't st- wait for Mrs. It's a Hulk. story. Oh, look at Mrs. Hulk. Mr. and Mrs. Hulk. Awesome. He marries, he, he gets married. He, he seems to have, a, you know, gets along with this chick, all right. He now controls the entire planet. This chick. He can fight whenever he wants because yeah. it's, a, it's a, you know, a lot of danger on the planet. Mm-hmm. He's, he seems to be in, being put in a position where he might actually end up being content. I think there's something going on so there that makes an exception. They're going to put him in a rocket. <laughs> I, I think that there's something there that makes an exception to that is that in the whole Planet Hulk storyline, maybe you can cite me wrong here, that he has never calmed down enough to become Bruce Banner, yet very clearly he's had plenty of opportunities to do so. He he's having fun fighting. Well, right. Well, you know, the thing is, to, to be totally honest here, I don't know the, rule, the Hulk rules that are in place now. That's right. That's the so problem. I, I don't know if I don't know if he can turn into Bruce Banner anymore. I mean, is he permanently the Hulk? I don't know. So I've got a question. He's I've been the a... Hulk since I started reading the Hulk. He's been the Hulk. I've got a question because you get all the you know what you're ordering like uh-huh. eight months out from now. How much longer does Civil War go on? When's it end? Two more issues. Two more. So issues? eight months so two out more from months. now. <laughs> so, well, no. Technically, technically, what they're saying is first week of January is the next Civil War. Last week of January is the last issue. Okay, so end of January it, it finishes, right. and then World War Hulk comes. February? Summer. I have summer. not in the summer. Yeah, have not okay. solicited. But there's going to be aftermath Civil War too. That's probably going to yeah. fill in. Yes, the and the oh, there is the the crazy the at the, the Civil War the initiative. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we're going to see the storylines that they got right now. The crazy out of control storylines, especially the Peter Parker thing. Back that's in black. Going to stabilize or wrap up or whatever over the next five months. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Okay. But I'm just saying, if the Hulk is happy. Weren't the Illuminati right in sending him away? But they didn't. Yes. It didn't happen the way they wanted it to happen. But still, the consequences. Rem- it worked out okay. Do the ends justify the means? Uh, I don't God know. God does not play dice. Now, here's why it's not right. Because they did something that pissed off the Hulk. But everything pisses off and the Hulk. And it's gonna come back. To no toilet haunt paper. Them. <laughs> ah! Well, see, well, he can you know, never. He can never shop here. I mean, yes. obviously, what happens is. The, huh. the superheroes are devastated after Civil War. Yes. The Hulk shows up, kills everybody else, and then the Kree invade. Or the Skrulls, or one of those crazy alien races. 
And that brings them all together. But Hulk is the strongest one there is. Indeed, Lon. He will rule the the earth with an iron well, green we, jade fist. We will find out. We've in seen the future. We've seen the future. We know what happens. He's the maestro. Majestro. Oh, it was maestro. future imperfect. Yes, it was imperfect. It was future imperfect. Yes. Is that a different timeline? Uh, I think so. The maestro is not. Doctor Banner, I presume. <laughs> you know, I mean, what kind of? Why would we keep buying books if we know it's all going to end with the Hulk killing everybody? Oh, you know what? That's a stupid argument. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's like I had that problem with the first three Star Wars movies. Why should I watch these if I know he's that cute little kid? Okay, he was annoying. So is going to become. You Darth haven't seen Vader. a movie where they showed the ending first, and then they showed you how they got to it, and you didn't enjoy that. Only Pulp Fiction. No, I enjoyed it when it's done well. Okay. And right now you're arguing that it's not really being done all that well. Oh so. no, it's not done well. Okay. <laughs> so what? Do you, why? We're on the same side, Andy. You know what I'd like to see? <laughs> instead of Hulk coming back to Earth, just have him take over the rest of the universe. Let's well, come back. Why can't the Hulk just stay on this planet? We're having fun. Don't bring the Hulk back. I don't know. Well, something you just said he's getting married, and we all know. Something will bring him back. Something will bring him back. You don't well, want to yeah, stay there Yeah, it's going to be a stupid little kid. Amadeus Cho. Yeah. And then the Hulk's going to come back. The Hulk's going to be really mad because they pulled him off from a place that he was happy. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, though, yep. it all boils down to Betty. Is Betty still around, or she? No, she's dead, isn't she? No, well, Betty's back. She's back. So Hulk is always drawn to Betty. Always. So he'll come back. Any any follow up on that Betty and Veronica thing, by the way? Segway. No. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's not a good segue if you actually say under your breath, but still audibly. Segway. No, actually, what the our listeners didn't see was somebody actually drove by on a Segway, on a Segway and we, he was just pointing it wow. out. in the middle of the store. That's yeah. lazy. Uh, <laughs> I'm amazed you haven't thought of it, Andy. All right, so <laughs> there we go. On that note, we shall wrap it up. This is, of course, if you do have any comments, uh, bitter criticisms, angry letters, you can send them to lawn at moronlife.com. <laughs> Uh, no. And I will ignore them. But I will pay attention to them. Editor at fanboyplanet.com. That's E-D-I-T-O-R at fanboyplanet.com. Can, okay. we, can we remind people of the live dial-in challenge? But no, not we, next week because we won't be here on Wednesday. The live dial-in challenge. Thursday. Thursday night, but it would be after 6 o'clock. I think we would still pretty legitimately have to stick with that. That uh, sometime, you know, between 6 and 6.30 is the live dial-in challenge. If you're a listener and you have a question... 408. Call in. 985-7481. Stump Andy. And the password is... Stump <laughs> Andy? Rosebud. Rosebud. There we go. I can stump Derek. So in addition to Lon Lopez yeah. and Derek McCaw and the Family Planet forums... No one sure. heard him say Rosebud in that movie. Rosebud. I know. That's the big flaw in it. That's okay. We've also got the quizzical Andy Mead, owner it was, of Family Planet. It was voted best movie comments. of ever time. Of ever time. Of ever time. Wrapping up, Andy. It's some kind of strange fantasy novel. Lon said Robot. Or he didn't say Rose robot. <laughs> Turn his mic off. And of course, after He's Andy done. Mead, we've He's got done. Rick Brett Schneider, our sound engineer and fantastic commentator, Sayonara. and poking his head around behind a box is Adam. What were you <laughs> saying about the forums? The forums. The you forums. Were just we, end got with? The, we got the Fanboy Planet forums, and so once again, Steve, this is Fanboy Planet saying, please use your powers only for good.
And we'd like to thank the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. And so once again, Steve, this is Fanboy Planet saying, please use your powers only for good. Is that your catchphrase? Is that what you've come up with? <laughs> <laughs> And we're off. I like your... Uh, no, seriously, is that what you come up with? We agreed the last the last podcast. That, that was a pretty good one, so I thought, all right, that's good. Oh, okay. If you think it's good, Derek... It's all right, way back. Be cool or commute from Manteca. <laughs>